the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Right now, it's 106, 106 on what is a very delightful afternoon. My goodness, this uh, stretch of weather coming out of Labor Day, as you just heard, this is just ideal weather. And then uh, looks like a little bit of rain tomorrow night, but then, boy, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all days, very, very comfortable. Uh, football season kicking off on uh, Thursday night, but today is uh, very, very enjoyable. This portion, folks, of the John DePietro Show, I'll tell you, it's brought to you by J. Perry Paving. This is ideal time of year, ideal time of year. If you want to get, why not get your driveway repaved? Get it ready for wintertime. Folks, J, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Contact them today. They provide high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years' experience, specialized in commercial paving, residential paving, seal-coating patios, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Free estimates for any project. Call them today, 401-732-1730. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. Residential, commercial, seal-coating, patios. Look for them on Facebook, the website, letter J, J. Perry Paving, licensed, insured, contracting company, committed to meeting their clients' needs, no matter how big or small, whether it's a brand new paving project, just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. J. Perry Paving has your back. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. And remember, if you're a veteran, no one is better to veterans than J. Perry Paving. Folks, call today, free quote, 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730. It's letter J, J, Perry Paving. Well, right now, folks, it is uh, 108 in the Ocean State, and it's one. It's the John DePietro Show. Weekdays, we start at 11, and we go till 2 right here. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro. So I want to um, let's get to uh, some of the sound, Uh, you know, President Biden now speaking out, you know, and I hate this type of talk. America wasn't built by Wall Street. Folks, it's so tiring. The the war on the wealthy. Right. It just gets it just gets old after a while. Like, do they ever come up with new talking points? Does anyone ever think "Eh, maybe we should change it up a little bit? You know, is his intention to destroy the country or he's just trying to destroy it in one year? Because they're well on their way. Something that people need to watch, and I will get to some of the sound. But this is going on worldwide. People are not. The amount of people that have now been off collecting unemployment, here's something that that the Biden people are waking up to. They're not exactly in a hurry to go right back to work. There's jobs open. There are a lot of businesses that need workers. But the people who have decided the past few months that they don't want to work or don't have to work, that they were being paid not to work. You know what the problem is? That's not a faucet that you just turn right back on. Now they're a little bit. They don't want to work. A lot of them are saying, you know, I didn't like that job in the first place. I kind of like not working. I'm into a routine now not working. But this war in the rich, it just won't end. Here's uh, Biden. America wasn't built by Wall Street. The eight-hour day, the weekend, you know, time and a half for overtime, safety standards, sick days, victories for all of us. Because I might add, you know, I noticed... When you all do that, everybody benefits, whether they belong to a union or not. I'm going to be a bit repetitive. The eight-hour day, the weekend. You know, I I hate when he whispers. I don't know who told him it was effective. I don't know how this started, folks. As someone who 
lived and work in New York. The, the quote, the, the war on Wall Street, you hear these, oh, these Wall Street, big fat cats and all this stuff. The, the guys, the men and women that I knew and got to know and were friendly with, they, quote, worked on Wall Street. They were some of the smartest people you'd meet. They were some of the hardest working people that you'd meet. These were, again, a lot of the men and women. They were the A students in their class. They were brilliant in high school. They went to good colleges. A lot of them then went on and got their, got, the, got a, um, you know, master's degree. They, the, this whole element of it. And, and it just, the media never calls them out on it. As much as, you know, they're always, they, they love the gaslighting of that. You know, America wasn't built by Wall Street. That's the Obama thing. You didn't build that. You didn't build that. Right? Loves to say that type of thing. The different individuals in Wall Street who worked unbelievably hard and long hours under incredible pressure who have brilliant mathematical minds. They're also, yeah, they are well paid, but they deliver. And they also, they contribute a lot to the economy, big time. All right, I wanna go, folks, this is another example where he can't just finish and walk out. This tells me, like, this is the ultimate, like, state your name. I state your name. So, folks, you do it all. I'm sorry to go on so long, but uh, I can't I can't thank you enough for all you've done for the country and what you've done for me over my career. You've educated me. You brought me along and uh, you've uh, you've always been there. Now, I'm supposed to stop and walk out of the room here. I'm going to stop. Now that is, they have to write everything out for him. That is him addressing the labor unions, you know, and it's always uh, addressing the labor unions and attacking private industry, attacking private industry. That's really what he just feels compelled to do. Biden administration will allow Afghan children to stay with the adult they arrive with in the U.S. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a really good idea, said no one. Folks, we just have to suffer through this. Now, also, keep in mind, he he is not going anywhere. He, as I told you, he's not going anywhere. I've had people that said, you watch. She'll be in charge by May. And then May came and went. You watch. By Labor Day, he's gone. They're just getting the whole thing ready for Harris. Folks, we have passed Labor Day. She's, he's not leaving. He's not leaving. Total random recommendation, by the way. I didn't watch the whole thing. But last night on... FX, they had impeachment, crime story, and it's the whole story of Linda Tripp, Monica Lewinsky, President Clinton. I, I, I know it's getting ripped by the critics. The part that I saw, I thought it was actually pretty good. It was way better than I thought, and only because I had read a lot of the reviews on it. I thought it was actually pretty good. And the woman playing Linda Tripp that she was very good. She, you know, you want to talk about a disgruntled employee. She was tossed out of the White House. They threw her to the Pentagon. And when she met Monica Lewinsky, she was like, all right, there's something here. Who does she know? Who got her the job at the White House? And why is she counting down the days to when she can go back to the White House? There's something up with that. So I, I thought it was pretty good. Not again, not great, but better than a lot of the other junk that's out there. Um, but the situation with with Biden, I I don't know how long it's 
it's going to continue like that. And folks, a, a big topic in the news continues to be the with the COVID situation. And I know some people are tired of hearing it. I get email from some of you. As soon as you mention COVID, I flip. Well, well listen, it's in the news. It's in the news. Now, this morning on Good Morning America, Dr. Ja of Brown University, he appears on with Stephanopoulos. I want to play this. I think it's a pretty good piece. Of public health. And Dr. Ja, let's sort through some of this right now. We're hearing talk of this fourth wave, but we're really dealing with two very different Americas right now. Those, the America where people are vaccinated, the America where people aren't. Yeah, good morning, George. Thanks for having me here. That's exactly right. And for people who are vaccinated, um, they may get the infection, they may get a breakthrough, but it's going to be mild. They're not going to end up in the hospital. Uh, but for people who are not vaccinated, this is a very, very dangerous moment. Uh, people are ending up in hospitals in unprecedented numbers. And kids who are not vaccinated are getting infected largely from the adults in their lives. Uh, so we have a lot of work. Again, I, I think they need to break out, folks. Um, the numbers are spiking. The numbers you want to be concerned about are hospitals, hospitals and death, hospitals and death. If you have 500 people that test positive, but they're asymptomatic, what are we talking about then? Right. What are we talking about? You just talk about people that are testing positive. Now, the children, the children's situation, that is a game changer. I want to play this piece. More than 252,000 children were diagnosed with COVID last week. That's the highest since the pandemic began. Let's hear this piece on uh, GMA. This morning is millions of children start the school year. The U.S. setting an alarming new record. More than 252,000 children diagnosed with COVID last week. The highest number of pediatric cases since the pandemic began. We're calling this the fourth wave, but it has certainly been by far the most impactful surge, really hitting at children and adolescents. In Texas, where the number of children hospitalized with COVID hit an all-time high over the weekend, 11-year-old Levi Quartucci tested positive a few days after going back to school, then spent four days in a hospital bed. It just felt horrible throughout the whole time. He's now recovering after fighting for his life. I would say to take it seriously and to protect your ourselves uh, from what is what can be a really really dangerous and uh, awful disease hospitals across the country are now calling for help and the department of defense is answering sending military medics to support alabama arkansas and idaho this is a war against covid it is not over we are very much in the middle of the battle idaho's governor calls it an unprecedented point in the state's history the health department now activating crisis standards of care for at least 10 hospitals warning residents they could face long wait times when we get short on certain supplies oxygen or ventilator equipment or what have you um, that may uh, require us to make some tough decisions about who gets what when Doctors say this time around, the surge feels and looks different. We don't have to have these patients in our ICUs. Every single patient that I've seen in the intensive care unit has been unvaccinated, and they're also younger. That was the case for 31-year-old TikToker Alexandra Blankenbiller in Florida. She wanted to do more research before getting the vaccine. I don't have a lot of energy for talking, um, so I want to try to make this quick. But she was too late. Blankenbiller losing her battle to the virus just days later. In this final video posted on her TikTok, the influencer encouraging her followers to get the shot. Don't wait. Go get it. Because hopefully, if you get it, then you won't end up in the hospital like me. And the CDC has released two new studies finding that since the Delta variant has become predominant, these COVID-19 cases in children and adolescents have been increasing in number, but not in severity. So that means, based on what we know right now, a child is not more likely to get severely ill or die from Delta. But we are seeing these increases in hospitalizations because of the sheer number of kids who are testing positive. Right now, now folks, again, though, this is not in our area. It's not, because the Northeast is much more heavily vaccinated. That's just a fact. I know that, you know, and I think that needs to be brought out in that way. Um, I think that needs to be highlighted effectively, I should say. I think it should be. I think that 
should in fact be explained to people that it is true in the South where there are so many people unvaccinated. And the other thing, and I know no one wants to touch on this, but folks, you you, you can't ignore the number, not everybody, not everybody, you can't ignore the number of people who are obese, who are dying from COVID or having severe problems with COVID. And where the media really let people down was the media, they decided, you know, we don't want to offend anybody and it's not going to be popular. It'll be mean if we say that. But they should put the type of focus they put on the vaccinations. They should should put that on, you have to exercise. You can't be 60 pounds overweight all the time. You need to eat better. If, if they want to go a full onslaught on health, then do the full onslaught on health. But, I, and again, I'm going to repeat this. this. The same, by the way, is going to happen with obesity in children is a, is a major problem. Major problem. But they don't want to touch it because they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. They have no problem saying you got to wear a mask. You got to get vaccinated. These people, if you don't get the vaccine, you're going to get fired. They have no problem doing that. But they don't want to say, you know, you're really hurting those children by allowing them to become obese. Children eat what's in the house. Right. I mean, they just do. If children don't exercise, that's on the adults. Children don't go to the grocery store. I've told you, you know, years ago, years ago, when my first jobs was at IGA, Governor Francis, Sutton's IGA, right on Warwick Avenue. And I remember one time I was looking at what was coming. I worked the register. And I, at that time, I, was, I wasn't looking at who was coming through. I was just looking at the food, and it was big tub of ice cream, then another tub of ice cream, then these giant bags of Doritos. Then there were these TV dinners that I didn't even know, you know, existed. And then there was candy, and there was other stuff, and then really sugary cereal. And, and I'm looking, like, who is buying? And then I look up, and these two kids, these two brothers, I still remember them. Both under the age of 10. They looked like somebody had put a bicycle pump into them. Their cheeks were popping out. Their bellies were popping out. They were round. They were like the Oompa Loompas in the uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. They, they looked like they were going to float away. And there's the mother pushing the, the carriage. And she was rotund. Like, now, I never said a word. But like, like you're, look at these kids. You know, the, 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 the little, the older boy was like nine years old. He was already like, you know, forty pounds, fifty pounds overweight. But look at the junk that was being pumped into them. But they don't talk about that, by the way, folks. This portion of the John DePietro show at one twenty-four on this Wednesday. It's brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances, whether it's your washer, dryer, dishwasher, stove. You know, the dryer, you have to be careful. A lot of homes... Have a fire because of the dryer. Call Ryan's Appliance Repair. He comes to you. Someone said to me, yeah, you know what it's going to be like for me to lug that dryer? to No, no. He comes to your home to fix it. What, are you going to pack the washing machine into the back of the car and take it to Sears? Can't even lift those things. 401-710-7096. Saturday appointments are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Think of him as like the appliance doctor. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 
96. Well, folks, good afternoon at 126. It's Juan. It's John DePietro. Now, I'm anxious to see COVID cases 300% higher than a year ago. But I I go along with, you know, they're saying it is the pandemic of the unvaccinated. If there are people that are not getting vaccinated, I will admit there are people that are not vaccinated. And why does that matter, those that are vaccinated? But I am hearing, I just want a warning to some of you. I am hearing from people in the hospitals that the COVID patients in the ICUs, in the intensive care, that the the nurses, the medical people, they don't even want to deal with them because they're so angry. I also met a small business owner a week ago who told me he's so angry at the people that won't get vaccinated because he feels it's killing his business. I go back to the rollout wasn't done right. There are some people that are refusing to get the vaccine. Everyone's getting the same information. Now, AOC appeared on CNN with Anderson Cooper. Let's go to it. She's upset about the situation in Texas. Carry a pregnancy to term. This is how he responded. I want to play this for our viewers. Uh, it doesn't require that at all because obviously uh, it provides at least six weeks uh, for a person uh, to be able to uh, get an abortion. So for one, it doesn't provide that. That said, however, let's make something very clear. Rape is a crime and Texas will work tirelessly to make sure that we eliminate all rapists from the streets of Texas by aggressively going out and uh, arresting them and prosecuting them and getting them off the streets. So goal number one in the state of Texas is to eliminate rape so that no woman, no person will be a victim of rape. I'm wondering what you thought when you heard that. Well, I find Governor Abbott's comments disgusting, and I think there's twofold. One, I don't know if he is familiar with a menstruating person's body. In fact, I do know that he's not familiar with a woman, with a, a, a female or menstruating person's body because if he did he would know that you don't have six weeks is that quote-unquote six weeks and i'm sorry we have to break it down on you know break down biology 101 on national television but in case no one has informed him before in our life in his life six weeks pregnant means two weeks late for your period and two weeks late on your period for any person any person with a menstrual cycle can happen if you're stressed if your diet changes or for really no reason at all. So you don't have six weeks. That's first things first. The second the second area of this, when he talks about going after rapists and this language of him get of that he uses about getting rapists off the streets, the majority of people who are raped and are who are sexually assaulted are assaulted by someone that they know. And these aren't just predators that are walking around the streets at night. They are people's uncles. They are teachers. They are family friends. And when something like that happens, it takes a very long time, first of all, for any victim to come forward. And second of all, when a victim comes forward, they don't necessarily want to bring their case into the carceral system. They don't want to re-traumatize themselves by going to court. They don't necessarily all want to uh, report a family friend friend to a police precinct, let alone in the immediate aftermath of the trauma of a sexual assault. And so while some victims do use that recourse, and that is something that is completely available, and if that is part of their process, that's great. But this idea that we're going to, quote unquote, end rape when the same type of, frankly, rape culture and the same type of misogynistic culture that informed this abortion law to begin with is also, you know, those beliefs are held by the governor himself and the Texas state legislature. 
frankly, there are many people in power, as we know from the Me Too movement, that commit sexual assault, that help their friends cover up these crimes. And some of them even serve in the same state legislatures that are voting on these anti, uh, you know, just these anti-choice bills. It's awful. And he speaks from such a place of deep ignorance that and it's not just ignorance it's ignorance that is that it's hurting people across this country you saw uh, rape culture and misogynistic culture are behind the this uh, this texas bill to, to begin with could you just explain that to how you feel about that to, to people you know the, sure so hold on this this whole business folks of you know she tries to turn everything into and I know that at 131, this is not the most pleasant conversation, but she tries to turn everything into it's, it's, if you're, if, you know, so then you're in favor of the rape culture. I, I don't know. I don't know the numbers on that. I don't. And I don't think she does either. But I don't think it's fair to try to portray what's going on in Texas that somehow, you know, the way they're trying to paint the governor, that he is now, oh, that's because he's in favor and supports the rate. I mean, that is like just so beyond the pale. She is something else. Um, I'll tell you, folks, though, the country is becoming, and I, I don't know what's going to happen with it, but it is starting to become, it's just so divided. Different states are, are almost going to be like different companies, different countries. Different states are going to be like, for instance, I, I have no interest in visiting the Pacific Northwest. Just the, the, and, and look at what they've done to the West Coast. You know, people, we're a people flocking. Texas, Tennessee, Florida. Texas, Tennessee, Florida. That's what people are moving into. People are moving out of California. If California's so great, why are all the people moving out? All right. Um. It's 133. Now I have a family member of this person in Providence. If, uh, if you understand the definition of a police officer, if you knew him, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. This is this person who, um, she's saying, let my cousin be great. The guy that allures her. Um, has made a police major who has no experience at all, has no experience at all in being a police officer. None. If, if you start to allow people with no police background to be a major in the police department, it's, it's the standard that you're, that you're setting. It's a very dangerous standard to set. Very dangerous. Um, very dangerous precedent to set. As far as you're going to start to make people not only just members of the police department, but have authority within the police department and they're not even police officers. Very, very dangerous. Now, at 135, I do want to address this situation regarding the healthcare workers because they are gaining traction. And Governor McKee, he, he's in, I think Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe said it pretty well that he he's in a position he doesn't want to be in which is you know the department of health is saying you have to be vaccinated by october 1st or we're going to fire them all well you know governor mckee doesn't want to be the individual 
the governor, who are these people are all losing their jobs. I think, I think one of the reps who said, you know, is it really realistic for us to go with 100%? Is it really realistic that we're going to go to 100% people vaccinated? As I said earlier, after talking with so many of you that I know are listing, the Department of Health and Governor McKee should, should, as I've said, have a meeting with the healthcare workers and hear them out and be prepared. And if they say, I don't want it because of A, B, and C, be prepared to say, you know, that is not true. That is not true. Where are you getting this from? Because I will, there is a lot of misinformation floating around out there. That part is true. But what has, I think the wrong approach has been because I said so. You're going to get the vaccine because I said so, period. Now, I also want to play, there was a, um interesting story on Channel 12. Where this woman, you know, I I sometimes just wonder about some of the stories that they pick out. And this is a woman. Look at Biden. Labor will always be welcome. Biden draws attention. Unions selling $3.5 spending plan. Folks, where, where does all the donations go? Where do you think it goes? It goes right to the Democrat Party. Uh, but I want to go to um, this. Um, now, I'm also, you know, this is a joke. Rhode Island hospitals experiencing influx of patients, abnormally long wait times. Now, this is Channel 12 doing the story. And this is all because one of their reporters showed up instead of going to the doctor, went to the emergency room and had to wait. So I'm going to play that story in a moment. Rhode Island business owner among thousands of residents losing unemployment benefits. Now, this doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I do want to hear this story out. Valerie typically offers trips nationally and internationally through a touring business, gourmet traveler. Uh, I normally go to Ireland and Italy. Let me hear this. And now, well, you know, but a lot of people have been, of course, affected by that. Here's the Channel 12 story. Thousands of Rhode Islanders lost their pandemic-related federal unemployment benefits this weekend. Now we're hearing from a local business owner who says this loss will have a major impact on her. 12 News consumer reporter Gina Marini joins us now live in studio with her story and what the Department of Labor and Training is saying to the thousands of impacted Rhode Islanders tonight. Gina? Kim and Mike, the West Warwick woman tells me she'd been using the unemployment benefits to pay for her bills and is worried about the future. They're afraid. They're afraid to travel. Valerie Giguere is owner of Gourmet Traveler. She offers tour trips across the country and internationally. We usually go to Ireland and Italy. That's the two major ones. But we've been to Iceland many times. And we've also been to Copenhagen and Denmark. Giguere says she had to cancel all of her trips from 2020 and all but one trip in 2021. She says people are booking because they're worried about the Delta variant. Even vaccinated and not vaccinated, this doesn't really make a difference. I think they're just afraid. She says she filed for unemployment in April last year for her small business. That was money I was paying bills with. The pandemic-related unemployment benefits she and nearly 46,000 Rhode Islanders were receiving have now ended. What am I going to do for money? Because I don't have the business coming in. It's not coming in at all. Now, this is, and I, I don't want to be mean here, folks. And again, good afternoon. What Now what am I supposed to see? This is the wrong attitude. And I, I feel for this woman. Owner of Gourmet Traveler. DLD Director Matt Weldon said. But what, what, what does that mean? Well, now what am I supposed to do? People don't want to trap. Well, the government is not here. See, this is the problem. This is the type of individual the government needs to solve and handle all my problems. You started a concept of this gourmet traveler where she sends up, sets up these trips. Well, people are not traveling now. So that model doesn't Well, now what am I supposed to do? Well, then you need to find another job. Maybe you can't be in business for yourself. Maybe you can't offer these trips. 
I don't know, you know, what, what do you expect people to do? You came up with the concept. For a while, apparently, it was working. Now, because of the pandemic, it's not working. Well, now what am I supposed to do? Well, you take a job with another travel agency or with someone or get a completely different job. People are just not traveling. What, I, I don't know, you know, look, look at movie theaters right now. I, I talked about this the other day. When's the last time you went to a movie? People are not going to the movies. But the, part of it is the pandemic. But part of it's also because people don't mind watching things on their phone. They don't want to sit in a crowded theater with strangers where people are coughing and $10 popcorn and $9 water and overpriced candy. And these are the times that you have to go to watch it. And the whole experience has changed. People have said, you know what? I just want to stay home. And I want to have food delivered to me. And I just want to watch a movie on my phone. I don't want to go to the showcase or wherever. So their their business model has changed. Well, now what are we supposed to do? Kim and Mike, the West Warwick woman tells me she'd been using the unemployment benefits to pay for her bills. And is worried about the future. As opposed to what? I was using the money to pay my bills. As opposed to what? What was everyone else doing with it? I don't understand this report. They're afraid. They're afraid to travel. Valerie Giguere is owner of Gourmet Travel. Hold on. Here it is. I apologize, folks. Damn it. Uh, okay. Here we go. She offers tour trips across the country and internationally. We usually go to Ireland and Italy. That's the two major ones. But we've been to Iceland many times. And we've also been to Copenhagen and Denmark. Giguere says she had to cancel all of her trips from 2020 and all but one trip in 2021. She says people are booking because they're worried about the Delta variant. Even vaccinated or not vaccinated, this doesn't really make a difference. I think they're just afraid. No, I, I think she meant they're not booking. I think she meant to say they're not booking because of that. Not they're booking. She says she filed for unemployment in April last year for her small business. That was money I was paying bills with. The pandemic-related unemployment benefits she and nearly 46,000 Rhode Islanders were receiving have now ended. What am I going to do for money? Because I don't have the business coming in. It's not coming in at all. DLT. What, what, what do you expect the answer supposed to be, lady? Then you have to find another job. You know, there are were, there were several different people who started a business. This is a very niche, unique situation where you take people on these trips and now no one's traveling. What do you, you think that it's up to the state to figure out what you're supposed to do? Director Matt Weldon says this week is the last payment for people receiving those benefits. Most people should have gotten their full payment this week, uh, but those 46,000 people, unfortunately, aren't going to be able to collect any further. Weldon says 16,000 people were collecting unemployment extensions and another 29,000 people were collecting from the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program. And for those who lost on a... Now again, listen, I, I don't wish this woman any ill will. But I, I just... What, what, so what, what do you think? It's up to the state now? How much longer do you... It, I, I'm sorry, that type of business model is not happening anymore. Hey, talk to someone who worked in a newspaper. Ask them how's business. Now, this other story I want to hear because over the weekend, this re- I, I'm anxious to hear this. This reporter for Channel 12 showed up at the emergency room and they told her she had to wait a long time. She was very upset about it. And they, they basically told her there's nothing wrong with you. You should go see a doctor. So now I want to see, I think, yeah, she did the story on it. Courtney Carter, Channel 12. Let me hear this story. Emergency rooms across the state of Rhode Island say they are pushed to the limit. It's a combination of factors that are leading to the overcrowding and hours-long wait times. 12 News reporter Courtney Carter checked in with the State Department of Health and local hospitals to see what current wait times are, what's being done to fix it. Courtney? Well, I spoke to the State Department of Health to see if wait times in hospitals have gotten any better. And frankly, they tell me they have not due to a combination of factors like staffing shortages and more patients than usual. If you or a loved one have waited hours in the emergency room recently, you're not alone. I talked to- I want to just mention, folks, listen, you're not supposed to use the emergency room as a walk-in clinic. 
Okay, that's number one. Number two, uh, mark my words. They will not mention that illegals use it as their form of doctor, and they have no insurance. Guarantee you she's not going to mention that in this report. So she went, they made her wait. Now she's doing a story about it. If you're sick, you need to go to a doctor, an emergency room. Listen to what I'm telling you right now at 146 on this Wednesday, September 8th. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. An emergency room is for an emergency. Someone's having a heart attack. Someone was in a car accident. Last night, someone showed up at the emergency room at Rhode Island Hospital because they had been stabbed. Someone's at a football game and get hurt. Someone falls off a ladder. It's an emergency. Someone had a stroke. Someone can't breathe. There's too many people that go to the emergency room and it's not an emergency, including this reporter. You're supposed to make an appointment for your doctor. All right, let's hear this report. With the Rhode Island Department of Health Tuesday, and they tell me in a statement, hospitals throughout the state continue to experience significant volume. They say everything from a national staffing shortage to worker exhaustion to healthcare workers leaving the field are contributing to extreme wait times. Dr. Laura Foreman, Chief of Emergency Medicine at Kent Hospital, says she sees it firsthand. Medicine for over 20 years, I've never seen a time like this. She says there are three big reasons they are experiencing such a backlog. Staffing shortages, not enough beds, and more people coming in. From a colleague who works in the South right now, and they had reached wait times in their ER in the waiting room over the weekend of 48 hours. Thankfully, we've gotten nowhere near that at Kent, um, nowhere near that at all, but we definitely have patients waiting hours to be seen. But says that wait time does depend on the condition of the patient. Foreman says they have even built extra waiting room space for all of the patients. So um, to that end, we have put a tent out up front um, and a trailer there. But why are so many people coming in? She says it's for two reasons. We're seeing a lot of unvaccinated folks with COVID who are incredibly sick. Um, and then we are also seeing people who did delay care during the first surges of the pandemic. But also says, don't let it deter you. If you need emergency medicine, medical care, you need to come to the hospital. If you have an emergency, we want you here. The Department of Health says they are working with facilities and professional organizations to help manage the current situation. They also say you should not go to the emergency for COVID-19 testing or COVID-like illness that does not require emergency care. I'm Courtney Carr. She doesn't even mention the fact that the reason the story came about is because she was complaining on social media that she went to the emergency room and they she had to wait three hours. And doesn't even mention that in the report, which I don't understand. It should be mentioned. Here's how this came about. Very deceptive. And she did post on Facebook and Twitter. Hmm. You know, the, the reason this happened was because... The reporter went to the hospital, went to the emergency room, and they made her wait three hours. And she was very upset about it. Now, I'm not saying she pulled a do you know who I am. But the problem I have with that story, and again, nothing against this person. I don't think I know her. I'm not sure. But if she goes, if she had gone to the hospital... And maybe she said, you know, just so you know, I work at Channel 12. And they, oh, all right, um, come over here to the right. We're going to take you right away. Then there's no story. Then there's no story. They track the numbers. They know that a lot of the, the whole point, folks, at 150, let me just explain something. And I don't know why people still don't get this, but they don't. The whole danger with COVID, it's filling up the hospitals, it's filling up the hospitals. So then when someone has a heart attack, someone has a stroke, someone has a real emergency, and those can happen out of nowhere. The whole purpose 
is that the COVID patients are taking up all the beds. Much like during flu season, when doctors' waiting rooms would be filled with flu patients, people that have the flu. That's the danger. I don't understand why people just don't get that. Emergency rooms are generally busy to begin with. I mean, for a long time, if someone prior to pre-COVID, hear me out, pre-COVID, someone would go to the emergency room at pick a hospital and say they have to wait like three hours. That's why a lot of times people call for an ambulance because then they feel they get in faster. The COVID patients add more people, more people in beds, more people to care for. Longer wait times. I mean, it all kind of adds up. But she never mentioned why. She never even mentioned why she was doing that story in the first place. I don't get that. I don't know if Channel 12 said, nah, we're not going to highlight that. The reporter doing the story was criticizing. And she even went back and took a picture of the waiting room they built. Now, she was in confrontation with the doctor. And she was focused. I also found it was interesting. She focused on Kent Hospital. Because that's where she went. I mean, is this doing a story for the public good? Or the next time that the reporter from Channel 12 goes to Kent Hospital, she expects a little bit faster treatment here. I'll wait about a half hour, 45 minutes. But I don't want to have to wait three hours. Folks, you, when you, you, you should see your primary care physician unless it's an emergency. And the problem is a lot of people go and it's not an emergency. She went to the emergency room. It obviously wasn't an emergency. All right. This portion of the John DePietro show, I want to appeal to those who are maybe in or you've been in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, domestic abuse, dog bite. Folks, Jack Calvino, give him a call, free consultation. As we like to say, fight back. Call Jack, 401-785-9400, 401-785-9400, or online at fightbackcalljack.com. Auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall. Workplace injury, domestic abuse, dog bite, fight back, call Jack, 401-785-9400, 401-785-9400, or online at fightbackcalljack.com. In a perfect world, you've been injured. If you're listening right now and you or a family member, friend, was involved with some kind of a an auto accident or maybe a workplace injury or a slip and fall, you are entitled to be compensated for your injuries. The problem is you need a fighter. You need someone who will help you fight to get the money that you deserve. You need Jack Calvino, the fighter. Fight back, call Jack, 401 785-9400, 9400 or online at fightbackcalljack.com. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Just a reminder, football season kicks off tomorrow night. You want a great place to watch the game? Pop in. Dana and crew at the end zone. Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Family friendly. It's clean. Karaoke Friday, Saturday night, and also uh, the NFL ticket on Sunday. And that's when the kitchen's open. Karaoke and Sunday's football. Stop it and see them at the end zone. And you can also find them on Facebook. End Zone Sports Pub, right there, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Folks, of course, when you're on Menden Road in Cumberland, you want to make sure you pop by and see our friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's My Health, vitamins, herbal remedies. How would you like a massage? Or maybe get some of the local products like Icee, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. It's My Health. Also, natural skincare, hair care products, 
diagonally across from Davidport Restaurant. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's 155. It's Wednesday afternoon. Folks, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. The controversy uh, continues. Now, I don't know enough about this situation. We're going to we're going to see exactly how this plays out with uh, Governor McKee and this group that he gave, or his administration, I should say, gave this this big uh, five, six million dollar contract. But I can tell you that Channel 12 is going to dig in on the story. Tim White, Channel 12, they are not going away. If there's anything more to the story, they're going to dig in on the story. And, and I know, kind of feel that the Governor McKee people feel that, for whatever reason, they feel that Channel 12 is targeting them. I don't, I don't feel, I don't get that sense. I don't get the sense that that's going on. I think much like, you know, the Tony Sylvia situation, you have a piece of land, they can't get it approved for zoning, can't get it approved, can't get it approved, and then suddenly... Boom, DEM reverses course, you can build on it, and there's no public hearing. That that certainly raises eyebrows. I don't I didn't in in no way did I feel that Channel 12 was was out to get uh, Governor McKee in any way. I don't I don't think so. I didn't take it that way. So now uh, again folks, visit the website to petro.com. And I will have the story up on uh, Kelly Bates of uh, Channel 12. Um, excuse me, left, leaving Channel 10. Leaving Channel 10. Now, they haven't said anything. I've heard, I've heard, it was just, and it happens. It was a contract dispute. Her contract was up. Um, they could not come to an agreement. And she's out of the station. I also, I'm seeing right now, now, this is too bad. Elizabeth Beisel has postponed her 12-mile swim from, well, I think she's leaving from Matunic to Block Island. Unfortunately, with heavy headwinds and swells, going to postpone the swim that was set to take place tomorrow. Um, it's too bad she should have gone yesterday <laughs> or even today. Um, but she's going to swim from Matunic to Block Island, and now it's postponed because it is heavy surf and so forth. Well, that's too bad because the weather today is beautiful, and the weather yesterday was ideal, but then it's scheduled for Thursday. So, I don't know. Maybe it should have just gone yesterday, but I'm not trying to second-guess her. Um, she's doing it for a good cause, raising money. Her dad passed away last, this just uh, back in July, so... Um, rooting for her. She's a really tremendous individual. I interviewed her once, her and her mom, and um, unbelievable, I mean, just unbelievable swimmer. They had to put her in a program in Attleboro. Everyone talked about this girl that would just light up in the pool, Elizabeth Beisel, and um, so her swim is postponed. Well, folks, it's 159. It's John DePietro. Again, Visit the website, tobetro.com. Now, coming up, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news, and then it'll be the John Dion program. And I'd like to remind people, visit the website, tobetro.com. If you want to find a link to my Facebook page, it's right there on the website, tobetro.com. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Boom. It's all right there at the website, which is DePetro.com. It's John DePetro. Listen, enjoy this Wednesday. WNRI Winsocket.